Hello, spacers. Welcome to Starlight, a space opera. I'm Isaac, your host and GM for the adventures ahead. This show, whether you're watching or listening, is a labor of love, and one that we want to make the best for you. So if you can, take a moment to freely subscribe or share however is most comfortable for you. Thanks. Now let's plot a course to Starlight. Here we go. Roll for initiative. to starlight guys all right if everyone saw that you would see isaac doing the running man sitting down that's pretty good it's pretty good but see i got a laugh right off the bat and that's what we're going for because we are jumping into an episode with some epic battles coming up hopefully some conclusions but who knows, maybe a death or two. Almost or definitely inevitable death. That could likely be, no, a death or two. That could, literally there's three head, Hydra heads. So maybe a death or three for the Hydras. Mm, um, I don't trust you. Anyways, Definitely. I am your host, this with the mostest, Isaac Yorks. Popping on over to. I'm Courtney and I'm playing Ray Byrne. I'm Nathan and I play Atlas. I'm Sam and I'm playing Clive Jensen. And I'm Eris, and I'm playing Artixis Albane. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We can't wait to share what's coming up. So let's jump in to this episode of Starlight. The squad learns that secrets aren't only kept beneath the surface of the Kashin Strait, but rather, they learn Tauntaun is not necessarily who he claims to be. Following his near death, the old storyteller just barely casts false life to protect himself from the Capoeira based throws. This, however, shows who he truly is. A Zerastin, a hollow man, more undead than alive, from a planet once doxxed by the Celestial Federation and home to a brutal majocracy. Tantan, however, claims he is different and came to Balistar with the same intentions he had on many of his other centuries of searching to find a similar source to the Ayun crystals of his homeworld that made his people the way they are. For the first time since foraying on Balistar, he is close indeed. Satisfied in choosing to trust the Ancient One, the squad prepares to chase the Capoyarbe down into its lair and finally end its inquisition with Hydra. Memories retrieved. Why don't we go ahead and vote for some inspiration? If we're talking... Think? Saving someone's life, I think probably Ray right now because she's the only one in the room with the Hydra. But if we're talking uh, also just deaths in general, probably Clive or Texas. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna toss my vote towards Clive because um, he was, you know, doing the underwater mining, trying to blast his way through that rock wall, which I, I really digged the uh, the image of. I think I'm gonna pass mine over to Atlas. Um, 
for kind of the same reason. Because he's a daddy now. <laughs> and you found that egg, and you're a daddy now. And that's what I wrote down in my notes. So, Okay. My vote's going to go to Clive <clears throat> for some of the reasons that Eris was saying, but also um, I think Clive took charge on, a little bit more charge on the questioning of Tauntaun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's I true. almost cut his arm off. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna get my vote to Isaac. Almost. Yeah! <laughs> All right. If, if someone else show. votes for me, then <laughs> no one's voting for you. Clive. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> for the sole reason to make sure the DM does not. I just like it. to spice it up, you know? If, I, if the DM has the inspiration, then, you know, it just gets a little spicy. <laughs> you know, one of these days it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. I think it, it already, already has. Yeah, it already has in the past, I feel like. <laughs> Boy, you turned into a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> Those are dark days. So then we immediately open up on three snarling hydra heads. These reptilian cross marks between an eel, a sea serpent, and almost this dragon-like scale. These heads, boom, 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 break through the back of the wall of this chamber. This chamber that is covered on both the ground and the floor with about two feet worth of water now has water spewing in from the back end. This water, however, is falling in like a waterfall and is almost as if it's being collected and kept at the same water level. There's not like this crazy current. This beast, it can't get its whole body in, but you can see its arms kind of scrabbling at the wall as the head and its long neck start to push its way in, pushing its way in past this pillar of water at the center. This pillar of water that connects both the water that's running on the ceiling magically and on the floor magically. Ray stands there, pistol drawn, as the Hydra comes rushing towards her. We jump up with Clive. Artixus is on deck. Clive, looking at the situation, looking over himself and realizing he's not in the best condition to be fighting a Hydra, he's going to take a step back and kneel down and he's going to cast Cure Wounds on himself. The nanobots swarm around you, knitting up the damage that you've taken. Four points. So I'm at 20, 23 health points. And Texas uh, peeks in the door and... Uh, does anybody have a flamethrower? No. Okay. Okay. Jeez, um, uh, gosh. Right. Okay. such um, messy weaponry. This is a bit of a weird one. I have on my person, um, I have Tinker's Tools, Smith's Tools, and Alchemist's Supplies. I also have a detonator. <laughs> Would it be possible for me to try to configure a rudimentary explosive device? It's um, always worth a shot. I'm going to attempt to make something that I can attach the detonator to to throw at the Hydra, I, even if it takes more than one turn. First, we're gonna start with you making a intelligence roll. 14. You start pulling the pieces out, looking at over what you have. You do have what you need. So next turn, you'll be assembling. Bonus action, I'm going to, Bartholomew is going to take the defense action and he's going to basically guard me. Atlas, you're up, the Hydra's on deck. I'll run as far forward as I can. So as you run up, you can hear the water coming up from this column, just and connecting both the bottom and the top. Go ahead and make a perception roll. Four. 
That is some weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) So the Hydra lets loose a roar. The Hydra lunges at you with all three heads. The first one snaps. You bat it away. The second two heads, however, come in from both sides, just barely able to reach you, and they snap at your body. So one sinks into the side of your body. The other one reaches out, kind of hitting some of your your hand. You shake it off, and it rears back up, and it lets loose a roar. 18 points of piercing damage. Tauntaun stays back by Artixis, and he says, Let me help you with that. And he is going to start assisting you. He seems to almost like, without you saying anything, knows what you are somewhat up to and starts to hand you pieces. And so the next roll you make, trying to put this together, Artixis, you can do with advantage. Is there a place that I can like hide nearby? There are some few like statuaries and stuff up that are smaller. So let me set those up and yeah, you you can use those. I think my turn right now, I just want to stealth behind this one closest to me. Your movement is halved. Make a stealth roll. 19. The Hydra lunges. Three of the first hit attacks are hit. <laughs> oh no. Pulling at you. 31 piercing damage. I'm down. <gasps> and then you guys watch as the mouth opens and unhinges a little bit, and a tongue starts to come out, and it starts to wrap around Atlas's body, and it pulls it into him and just. <laughs> Did you just eat? Which head ate him? The center head ate it. <laughs> Can I see any part of Atlas, or is he entirely in the creature's mouth? Go ahead and make a perception roll. Twelve. <laughs> you see one loose hand hanging outside of the mouth. Artixus is going to be frantically assembling this explosive and looks up. Oh god, no, 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 no. Uh, fishes around on his belt and pulls out a capsule of what looks to be like powdered iron and bites it to crack it and then he throws it at the Hydra and I'm going to cast Reduce. Okay, so I need to make saving throw at 17. Constitution saving throw. A four plus five. (laughs) So the target size is halved in all dimensions and its weight is reduced to one eighth of normal. So its attacks deal 1d4 less damage. This capsule smashes upon the the Hydra head that, that ate Atlas. Um, and first the, uh, like its eyes kind of get wide and then its whole head just like shoot, like shrinks to half and Atlas goes firing out of its mouth and then its neck follows and just shoot, shoot, shoot. And just in the sections, it all just starts shrinking to half of its dimensions. So it shrinks back. Its neck length goes back 30 feet. It can't fully like stretch anymore, but now it's a body 
can move into the room. And then a uh, bonus action, I'm going to send uh, Bartholomew forward to to try to deflect anything that comes at Atlas. I've got him. Ray's going to use the pistol with sneak attack with the sapling, with the flame bullets. 20 to hit. Hit. Forty-five points of damage. This is what I was born for. That was so cool. Holy (laughs) shit. Tauntaun kneels beside you with the parts that you, you left. Holds it up and he goes, "You still working on this, lad?" Uh, yes, I. I uh, sorry, I, I. I try to do eight things at once right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I will help you with it, lad. It, when you make that roll, you'll still make it with advantage because he's okay. there to aid you. Atlas, I need you to go ahead and make a death or life saving roll. Eleven. One success. I'm gonna take a shot at uh, Zehedra. Three points, and I'm gonna call ahead. Two things go through your mind as you notice it. You notice how the other two heads have slowed down, and you see the light fading from them. You realize that Ray, the damage Ray caused actually killed two of the heads, and they've slowly been dying in anguished death. So moving your target from one of the dying heads to the other, to the only head that seems to be kicking, you see the terrible pain that it's in. And if this creature could have fear, it would be showing it. It opens its mouth. How do you kill it? Ooh, nice. I'm gonna get down on one knee and take it, charge up my rifle. Hydra's gonna like basically start, you know, it's angry, it's in pain, it's probably thrashing about, screaming, and as, as it goes for one just final like intimidation roar, I'm gonna blast it right through the back of the throat. The body falls to the ground and then it starts to grow and grow. The walls start to kind of crack. The body starts to disjoint. And you see as more water starts to trickle and fall in. It's now that you notice that the water is now up to waist height. Atlas, I need you to make a life or death saving throw. Seven. Fail. command Bartholomew to drag Atlas towards this door that we're at so we can get him out of the water. Uh, I've got one spell slot left. I'm going to use Cure Wounds on him. Nine points of healing to you. Tauntaun lifts you up, Artixis, because the water is now getting taller than you. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you. I... <laughs> Ray's ready to like keep fighting but also recognizing that everyone else looks pretty beat up and so she's like making her way to the door pistol drawn so it feels like we have to go out that way 
actually, can I do a perception check to see if there seems to be any other way out of this room? Because we were in a pretty one-way tunnel before, I think. Make a perception roll. 13. Having Tauntaun directing him, he steps into the room with you, and you just ever so lightly put your hands into the water, and you're just watching. And you can feel a light pull towards the center where this column of water is creating pillar. It is almost as if the water is being pulled towards that. But then that pillar itself is pushing water out. Does it look like the pillar is flowing up or down? It looks like it's flowing up. Uh, Hurry, lads. All right. Yeah. Be here soon. Yep. This is gonna be. Uh, this may or may not be a very bad idea, but I like it better than being eaten alive. So, um, Artix is gonna put the rebreather back in his mouth, and um, all of you, come this way, and is going to try to swim into the the pillar. The moment you get into the pillar, you feel yourself getting pushed up towards the ceiling. You look up at the ceiling. Bartholomew jumps in right after you. The ceiling has no way to go. You look down and you can see that you can swim downwards. There is a hole in the ground. Something is driving the water up out of a bottom chamber. I don't have any spells left, so I'm going to try to swim down. Ray sees this, like what Artixis is trying to do, and she tries to just dive in straight into the hole. I'm going to follow them after I take two painkillers. I'm going to cast my last cure wounds on Atlas. You got healed nine nine more points. After your nanobots kind of wrap around him, and Atlas is downing these painkillers and then throwing the empty bottle away, you hear the splash as Tauntaun jumps into the water after them. And that's when you see five more heads all fighting to push through the hole. They lunge at both you and Atlas. I need both of you to make any skill check that you want to avoid this attack. Acrobatics, duck, Ma- dodge, and weave. 13. The heads collide in with each other. And in the confusion, completely miss you as you dive into the water, leaving Atlas alone. Athletics. Eight plus seven, so 15. Teeth sink into the back of your leg. <laughs> For a second, they start to hold you and pull you back. Atlas, I need you to go ahead and make a strength roll. 11 plus 7, 18. As the teeth wrap around your leg, you push yourself through. You feel like part of a tendon or something tear, and then you're in the water. The water clouds with your blood. 15 points of piercing damage. And you see Tauntaun waiting there. He kind of grabs you and starts kind of like pulling you downward, swimming after the others. Now, those of you that are in the water, not including Atlas and Artixis, who have been used to the gravity on this planet of Ballastar, planet that has slightly more gravity and is more of a wear and tear on the body. This is a little bit of a throwback, but do you guys remember when you jumped in the water originally and I had you guys roll your athletics roll and both Ray and Clive failed that? 
Yes. <laughs> so did Artixis, but Artixis's punishment was losing his wrench forever. Art- Artixis is just a, a, a bumbling fool. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you're wrong. I think you're mistaken that memory. I'm not. I'm not. Pretty sure we succeeded. I think we rolled out twenty. Both of us. <laughs> you can feel the lactic acid building within your body. You can feel the, the the searing pain, the tiredness from the unusual circumstances of Ballastars. I need you both to go ahead and make an athletics check to swim down. You both have the first level of exhaustion, so that means you get disadvantage on the roll. Uh, I rolled thirteen, and I rolled a nine. And an eight. Oof. Ray's body gives out a little bit, and she starts floating up, getting pushed up by the current. She slams into Clive, and you both fly Ooh. up to the top Ooh. of the pillar. You're both stuck on top of the ceiling as you watch your comrades oh, no. as they reach the bottom. Those of you that reach the bottom, you can see that it's another situation where the bottom of this pillar leads into a larger cavern. A cavern lit by these same glowing lights. A cavern that looks more like the interior of a mausoleum. At the center of this cavern, you can see a huge dais, probably about 25 feet in length. And there is a coffin set into it. You can see a thin layer of water that is covering the ground. And there's a thin layer of water again covering the ceiling, but much less than the rest of the of the room, of this whole entire complex. You can see the Capoyarbe standing in front, or formed in front of this coffin. It is currently between two hands holding this amulet, this amulet that's flipping. And it has a yellow gem set in the center that is light. Those of you down there, you can see that this amulet almost seems like it's has these like moving facades on it as it spins. It almost looks like Hydra moving around in a circle with fish and other aquatic animals moving after it. You also see the water running up out of the room. You get a good look at it. You see that the water level, you can see where the the coffin was wet up to like nearly the top and now is the water is receded below it. No, in fact, this Capoyarbe seems to be summoning the creatures and emptying this this mausoleum of the water and pushing it upward and outward. So Clive and Ray are being pushed up against the ceiling. Are the Hydra still in that room? Mm-hmm. So the rest of the room description down below, there are these two ornate, like they almost they almost look like Tesla coils coming up out of the ground if they, those could be made out of stone. And all around like the circle parts of it, there are like holes built into them. Almost looks like kill holes, basically. And that they are set more in the middle, so they are facing in towards the coffin, because the two pillars are both on the eastern and western walls of this chamber. The water elemental is considerably smaller than it was before, and you can now see an even more obvious dark shape within the center of the mass of water. Those of us who are who have made it down, we are still kind of swimming in like the water that's above this pocket of air, right? Yes. Okay. Seeing Ray and Clive get hurled back upwards, um, Artix is going to try to use his armor of magical strength to anchor himself somehow to something solid. And I want to um, try to send uh, the cable line that I have up to Ray and Clive so that they have something to hold on to to try to pull themselves down. Do a straight survival roll for that. (laughs) 
Oh. I don't roll ones. I'm a halfling. Halfling's luck. Reroll. 12. The bottom of your feet clamps onto the wall. And then you uncoil this uh, rope. And the top kind of clinks beside Ray and Clive. Can I get down? Or like, can I... Yeah, the bottom of this is almost like when you guys first entered this entire complex where it's like the water has almost bubbled and it's like this weird kind of like membranous entrance that you can push through. Alice will try to get to the bottom. And then call out, what are you doing? Well, just getting to the ground. You land, splashing just on the other side of the coffin from it. The capoeira immediately turns and these like dark eyes make contact with you. Can I ready my weapon and make it look at, like just with one arm? I know it's a big weapon, but it's Alice. Uh, almost as if he could have a sensation of like he's gonna smash the coffin if the capoeira moves. Yeah, make an intimidation roll. 14 plus three, so 17. The capoeira doesn't step towards you. It seems to get your message. No facial feature changes or anything. You just hear. <laughs> Alice will just look towards it and just say, stop what you're doing. Put it down. The Capoe Arbe continues holding it. But it doesn't move towards you. Tauntaun, who's up there next to you, Artixis, he pats you on the side and points at the coffin just past Atlas. And you again, you see the same elf in all of the pictures and the reliefs embossed on top of the coffin. And you can see, again, the only thing painted on it is this, it's that crown with the jewels. Those of you who are upstairs, who are trapped within this pillar of water, the Hydra seems confused. Its heads are moving around, trying to find wherever you guys went. So let's see if it's smart enough to find you. <laughs> Both of you stealth rolls. Oh, I got this. Oh. Oh, I 24. It's a disadvantage. 15? 12. The head fires out at Clive as it notices him. It reaches around and it deals 12 points of damage. It does not able to grapple onto you. And that is the Hydra's turn. Now of them circled around the entirety of this pillar of water. Notice the <laughs> pillar starts to turn a little bit red because he's got hit. He kind of loses consciousness, comes in and out of consciousness, kind of slunches over a little bit before he comes back and realizes that it was just hit. I'm at I'm at seven points of <laughs> the water elemental continues shifting the amulet and its eyes are locked with Atlas, both of them unwilling to make the next move. Atlas, go ahead and make a perception roll. Uh, 17 plus two, 19. You notice that the water, that the little bit of water that is in the room is starting to suck to the sides of these statue type spires and they're starting to move into small cracks at the base. The Hydra then goes in and let's see if it notices. It doesn't notice Ray. The Hydra makes an attack on Clive. Oh. 
five points of damage. Oh my. The second attack doesn't hit. The third one does. <laughs> How much damage? Eight. Cool, I'm at negative seven. So as you kind of go into like this dead man's pose in the water, as the Hydra's teeth, its fangs rip into you, and you start floating up to the top, you see yourself face to face with Ray. Ray, you see you're seeing just all of the computer components, all the lit up parts, or just they just start flashing really, really fast, and then they start to slow down, and then they get slower and slower and slower until it just shuts off, and then he's just completely lifeless. Clive, your turn. Raise on deck. Go ahead and make a life saving throw. 12. I'm going to grab my rope out of my bag and tie him to me while trying to hide behind him still. By the way, you also took uh, your rat out of Bartholomew and you are, have been, you've been in the water for a long time at this point. So He's in my mouth. What? <laughs> no, you're not. Wow. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> what? So your rat is currently in the water with you. Your rat is not in your mouth. You did not say that. Okay, well, is he still with me? Go ahead and make a perception roll. 18. <laughs> that was good. You can tell that the rat's not on you. Can I see him? Yeah, you see the rat limp next to Clyde. <laughs> in this tie, I should be able to tie and like shove like, the rat. I should be able to shove it in my mouth. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the tail is just sticking yeah. out, like tangling oh, there. Like in spaghetti. Okay. Oh, and man. The tail is hanging out between oh, your legs. That is a soggy okay. rat. Oh, no. <laughs> Tauntaun pushes his way through and he drops to the bottom and then he ducks behind the coffin. You can see him peeking in and out. His eyes, the like kind of reddish orange, looking very carefully, examining all elements of the room. And that's what he's going to do is spend his time investigating. Atlas is gonna pull out the uh, egg, show the elemental to see if there's any like reaction. Nothing? There is no reaction. As an action, Alice is going to flip the top of the coffin off. Make an athletics check. Okay. 22. You kick it with your foot. Inside, you see a dead body, long rotted away, barely any anything left at all. What is barely left is just the little remnants of a skull, bits of like the bones. You can still see like some of the clothes that were once around it look so old that if you touched it, it would just turn to dust. Poof. The only solid thing left that you can see is this band that's around the skull. The band has is made of like a old leather with some like silverwork designs embedded into it. And it has four gems in it, or it did. Three of the gems are completely cracked, and then one gem still glows faintly, a little bit of an aquatic blue and yellow. The same yellow as you're seeing in the center of that amulet. I don't know what's happening above me because I'm kind of off to the side. Bonus action, command Bartholomew to basically anchor himself and hold onto the rope um, so that the people above can get down. You got it. Then I'm going to try to swim down into the pocket of air. And then you 
and as you fall, go ahead and roll a acrobatics check. That's a natural 20. You land deftly on your feet. And I've got the half-finished explosive in my head. Like, nobody move! I, I, I'm i not afraid to use this. Intimidation roll. 17 minus 2 is 15. Ooh. <laughs> it just continues. The one thing you guys do notice, however, is that ever since Atlas kicked open the coffin, the creature has begun to spin the, the amulet faster. Suddenly, the water then that was going up into the, the little spires shoots out like bullets from the, the various kill holes. I need everyone that's within this room to go ahead and make dexterity saves. 15 plus 1 16. 15. Don Tons Everyone takes six points of damage. And so these these waters just festoon you. They almost feel more like arrows just, and then they all kind of coalesce into the ground and you can see them starting to slowly move back towards the spires. How close was I to finishing this explosive? You need to make the uh, tinkering roll. So you jury rig rig this thing together, and you get it all set. I am not kidding. Drop the medallion. I don't speak whatever that means. I, yes. Alice is gonna he's gonna quickly put away the egg again and then put on the headband. You immediately feel this like surge of energy just <laughs> except there's no like physical manifestation of it. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 18. You take two points of psychic damage as you feel it snap off of the skull, the skull breaks, the capoeira sees it and for the first time you hear it shrill. And it, it like wants to take a jaunting step forward. But as you put it on your head, you feel this alien presence. You almost feel a connection to the Capoeira You feel a deep anger, an anger at this thing, at you, the bearer of its misery. You feel a longing for something, a sadness, all of those things put together, but also a strange dogmatic sense of duty. The Capoe takes a jaunting step towards you, but it seems as if it's conflicted on how to move forward. And that is its turn. You guys who are in the chamber below, Hira, And those of you who are above, watch as the Hydra start attacking the floor of the cavern. Suddenly, as if their attention has been averted by something, they're clawing, they're snapping with their teeth at the floor and ripping up pieces. Three. That's a fail. Clive, you feel your heartbeat start to slow. Ray, 
it's almost as if you can see the light moving from him. Right now he's just having flashbacks and images of forests and how they used to hang out together. Ray is more determined than ever now that she sees that they're distracted, so she is going to dash down. So she's going to go down 220 feet, like where the hydras are, and shoot them, like, point blank. I need you to go ahead and make an athletics roll at disadvantage. We just have the rope, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do have the rope. So, never mind, you don't need to make that roll. You click the gun, and now that it's been submerged in the water, not in an airtight canister, it's completely, like, wet inside. You can't get it to go off being an archaic firearm. So now the gun can't be used at all. So Tauntaun looks at everything that's happened. He's looked at, looks at Atlas with the headband on his head. He looks at the Capoarabe. I need to see something. And he goes running as far as he can straight towards the Capoarabe. Jumps towards the Capoarabe where its hands are still like messing with this amulet. He pushes both skeletal hands into the water and he throws his entire face in. And for a moment, it looks like the creature's about to subsume him with water and he pulls himself out. He looks back, drenched. The collar! It's the same as the diadem! And he points to the jewel, the one non-cracked jewel that's on top of Atlas's head. Can I do a combo of acrobatics and stealth to try to get past these things without them seeing me, knowing they're going out the floor? I think it's going to be just stealth. Even better. It's a 13. You watch as two of the heads look straight at you. Oh no. And then it looks like they want to lunge, but then they just move their head back into the ground with a completely ignoring you. So then do I make it all the way through? We'll see after this next turn of going down, you'll be at the bottom. So you guys see me at this point. Now you're like just, you're, you're just like a little ways up the hole, basically. Yeah, and you see this rat in my mouth. And you see Clive tiny <laughs> me. Alice is just gonna charge the Apuarbe. And then I'm gonna rage. Your eyes kind of change to that reddish hue and the steam starts to come off your body as you begin to rage. The Capoarabe just continues shifting. So is there anything in my immediate vicinity that like a stick or uh, something for hitting things? Just make a perception roll. There's a 17 plus one, 18. You find a good sized rock. Artixis is going to hear Tauntaun say the- The collar! It's the same as the diadem! Watch Atlas charge forward. Uh, looks at the bomb in his hand. Uh, uh, grabs a rock with his shocking grasp. Atlas, I'm sorry! And I'm gonna run up and I'm gonna try to smash the thing on Atlas's head. I'm gonna try to break the gem. Straight 19. Atlas just turns in time and you slam it into the top of the gym. You watch as these cracks go up and score it like spider webs, little thin veins. And you watch as the water on the Capoarabe begins to falter. 
A lot of it begins to shed like skin. The gym, however, isn't completely broken. Damn it. But now you can almost see through the veil of the water that was surrounding the Capirabe, and you see an elf. You see an elf whose skin looks like it's never seen the light of day. Mm. You see eyes that are completely black with irises of blue in the middle. You see that it, it has like a mix of kind of like these like gills on the sides of its neck and hair that looks like it is made of seaweed intertwined with fine white silk. And you see strapped on both of its wrists are some sort of strange like manacle implements that look like they are so tight that it is causing these like dark varicose veins to run up almost to the length of the elbow. You see a, a collar made of chains that is causing the same issue on the neck. And set in the center is a corresponding gem to the one on Atlas's head. A crack runs through the center. And Atlas, when it cracks, you feel hope. This isn't a good time for a fashion statement. Break the damn gem! Clive, saving throw, please. Are you one in one? Yeah, one in one. Ooh, 11. And then, as the Hydra continues trying to break through, it sounds like it's getting closer. The Capybara stops spinning the amulet for a second, and you watch as what little water it has starts to kind of like soak up from the ground and from its body, and then it sends it out like a wave. Atlas, Tauntaun, Artixis, you go ahead and make strength saving throws. 25. Three. Minus two is one. Both Tauntaun and Artixis get thrown to the ground. as this wave then wraps up over them. Can I use another reaction from my armor of magical strength to prevent being knocked prone? Yes. Okay, I only have one left now because I've used three of them. <laughs> Pistons from the kind of like the shin and knee armor on his, uh, um, on his suit like shoot out and anchor themselves uh, into the ground and it's like pulling like a cable and he's like, Ugh! and it like pulls him back down to his feet. And then the water, however, swirls around your your waist, and it covers the top of Tauntaun's chest, suppressing you, holding you down in a grapple. Atlas, you're a rock. The waves just crash around you. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Artixis and Tauntaun both take 14. Okay, well, I have three health left. I'm going to continue pulling myself down. So then I should make it all the way down. Yes. You land definitely on your feet. With five? Do I just hit the ground then? No, no, I want to catch him cradling him. I need you to make a athletics check. Clive falls. That's one fail. I'll do the simple way of doing it and just punch the crystal on his head. Go ahead and make an attack rolls. Not 20 plus seven. Atlas, you rear up. How do you want to destroy it? Atlas just, but Atlas is gonna headbutt the ground really hard. And the crystal disintegrates into shards.
there is a light of energy that suffuses from it. And then it suddenly rushes back. And as the light rushes back towards the broken crystal, all of the water pools up off of the Caparabe, leaving this naked elf. And the elf suddenly breathes. And for the first time, it begins to speak. And Tauntaun immediately perks up as he understands it. And he begins to say what it's saying. Thank you, my friends. Thank you. And the body begins to turn to dust. And there's no longer a Capoarbe. The sound of the of the Hydra trying to break in stops. There is a deep growl from above. And you hear the sound of something moving away. The last bit that you, you guys do hear is like an echo on the wind. Tauntaun continues to translate it. I can't hold it much longer. And you see the water around you wavering. And you know it's about to crash. Mm. And with that, I think we'll pick up next game for the escape. Uh, (laughs) I'm on the brink of death here. And um, I've also taken zero damage and have a rat in my mouth. You've taken oh, yeah, I was gonna say rats taking a I mean, whole next, lot. Obviously, next episode with Clive, we can honestly just try to patch him up with a med kit to stabilize him. Uh, you better get to him in the next six seconds, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ray's right next to him. If she wants to. Oh, do that. I'm so sorry. Ray brought him down, but now her rat's dead, and she has zero concern about Clive. And with that, we'll see you next time. Thank see you. See you later, Spacers. Uh... <laughs> That was intense. Oh my god. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.